When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Welcome to Thursday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live here on Giants.com. Thank you so much for being with us on this glorious day in North Jersey. I'm Paul Dottino. He is Super Bowl champion partner Jeff Fiegels. Our number is 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513. You can also find us on Twitter at hashtag GiantsChat, and you'll be able to find an archive of this show and our entire podcast network on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere, and at Giants.com slash podcasts. Gorgeous, gorgeous day for the yeah. Giants, who we can now tell everybody decided to cancel the third day of practices at minicamp because Joe Shane and Brian Dable wanted to have a bonding session. Bonding? To send the players away Wait, on their welding? summer vacation. What are we doing here? And so <laughs> there was a full-fledged bonding. family bonding-type barbecue yeah. out on the practice field today as the players were sent off to their respective locations. I pulled in the parking lot. I, I smelled barbecue. I saw there was a little bit of uh, cornhole going on. There was all kinds of games being played. No practice. So, uh, But you know what? That's good because... The players appreciate that. They really do. You know, and it's kind of like, it's like the last day of school. It really is, you know, for summer break. And, uh, you know, there's always something special, special plans. They did that there. You know, last year, remember a couple of years ago when, um, when Joe Judge went sliding in the water. Right. You remember that? That was like the last day of. Into uh, the mud, into actually. Into the mud. So, yes, it's, it's a good thing. And I'm, I'm glad to see it because, you know what, there are a lot of new faces around here. We all know we, we, we've been around. You and I have been around here in the building a long time. Um, and there's a lot of new faces. So this is a good chance for everybody to meet each other, kind of. And by the way, I think the, the organization and some of the staff people, they actually can get a little closer to the players and, and intermingle and talk to them. And it's kind of good. I think uh, one <laughs> of the things that I noticed was that. Uh, in watching all the the different uh, yard games and stuff that was going on outside, you definitely saw like offense, defense, special teams. Guys were mixed all about. Yeah. Uh, the guys did not stay Good. unit with unit as yeah. they do during practice. Sure, there were offensive linemen and defensive linemen playing the cornhole. Uh, guys, there was another game that I don't even know what the, what the name of that one was, and then there was another one I don't even know the name was. But the point you is, get out more. Well, I know I'm a, I'm a workaholic. Figs, I'm a well, workaholic. You play some of these yard games. Every I'm once too in a busy while. studying tape. 
Well, I mean, right now, you got to get out and play some games. <laughs> Between study and tape watching the Yankees and the Rangers, I'm a busy man. Although I know you knew what the ribs and chicken were. Absolutely. <laughs> and and the, the burgers were incredible. But my point is, units and players mm-hmm. from different sides of the ball all mixed together throughout the entire field. That's the point of what they were trying to do. That's the point that they used to do in training camp. Well, remember when Tom Coughlin took the team bowling, well, right? And my, in past my, years, haven't they also gone to Yankees games as well? Sure, but those are one-day deals. My point is this. Back in the day, training camp was all about what you saw out there. Bonding, camaraderie, spending time a month with the camp with guys. They don't do that anymore. It's, you know, it's here. You get as much bonding as you can. But you know, after they leave here, they all go to their hotel rooms and everybody shuts, shuts, shuts the door and goes to bed. Right. So and so I think this is what you have to have. You need to have things like this to get your players um, to, to kind of mingle around and, and get to know each other. You really do. A lot of these guys have things in common. They, they either know people that are on other teams. They went to school together. They, they were in the same conferences together. They're able to, to talk to each other and play a little bit. And that's fun. And I think it's a good time. And, and also, it's a send off. Hey, guys, we made it through the off-season program. Yep. We made it through the OTAs. We made it through the minicamp. And now I'm sure there was something said, won by the coaches and probably won by the leaders of the team. Guys, and I've said this many times on this program, that it, that five weeks, if, if just call it five weeks. It's about seven weeks, it's actually. It's seven. The first now. practice <clears throat> session of training camp will be July 27th. Well, that, So that's a long time. Mm-hmm. That's a scary long time. Um, you can definitely fall out of shape in seven weeks can tell you, you can that do it in one week you can after you can, barbecue like yeah. this and there's <laughs> a lot of things that, and, and remember this i think a lot of the coaches we talked lance and i talked about this the other day the coaches this is their vacation time legitimately because those guys work year-round and during the season there's 90 hour work weeks they don't get a lot of time with their family so this seven weeks away is important for the coaches now they're i don't know what their schedule is but they do get some time away to to, to spend with their families and things like that so um, but it's important that the players understand that you have a job to do, and that is to be safe, to be smart, and come back here in shape. That's what I want you to do. It's really not hard. Just well, follow directions, for some and you'll people be fine. It is. Well, I know, I know. Because listen, these guys, like most of these guys in the field, are the age of my kids. Right? They're from 22 to 30, kind of. You know, somewhere in that range. I know what they do. I know. They're, uh, they they got to tone it down a little bit once in it's a while. It's been a long time since I was that old, Feeks. <laughs> yeah, and you too to some degree. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, so I get oh, it. Man. I get it. And I think that, you know, a lot of times you have to grow up and you have to understand that you have a job to do. And I think they will. I think that it's one thing that people, as an ex-player, you have to understand this. That your t- the organization and your teammates and your coaches, they're relying on you to do the right thing. They're relying on you to stay in shape. Point to be made. Coach Dable has said at least a couple of times in the last two weeks, the players need to understand this is their team. They need to be responsible to each other. It's not about them necessarily responsible to me. They need to be responsible to each other because they make up the team and the roster. And they need to hold each other accountable. And that that is part of his style. He doesn't want to be the figurehead or the dictator so to speak he wants those players to take it upon themselves to understand that it's their boat they have ownership of the boat ownership i like that word yeah take ownership of your team this is not a very big veteran team so there are some young guys that have to take the leadership stances um you know daniel jones is a guy and you look at who's who's the uh 
you know, the oldest tenured guys on on that's been with the Giants for the longest, probably Sterling Shepard, I would imagine. He's probably yeah. the one guy. Um, so he's he's a good example of somebody that can lead by that example. Um, but it's it's just important, and, and you're right. Police, you got to police yourself. Now, more, most of that policing goes on when you're here in the building, you know. But when the guys are all over the country, because they are, you think about if you go down and look where all these people are from, they're from everywhere. So they're 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 going to disperse, and mm-hmm. just you want to make sure that there's no phone calls other than hey, how you doing? Right. Not why what are you doing <laughs> exactly <laughs> you yeah. know that's so, the wrong answer just, just be safe wrong question just be safe and by the way that's not only for the giants that's for all the other 31 teams no in the question league. they're all breaking camp about right now and things like this so they've got a long summer to go all right jeff i want to make this a phone call oriented show okay uh we've done this a couple of times over the last several weeks Rapid i fire. want to do it again Rapid fire, I want callers to get in at 201-939-4513. I want the callers to really own this show today. So I will leave you all with this question as we start opening up the phone lines. As the Giants go into the summer break, what are your expectations? What is it maybe you'd like to see the Giants do before they come back to opening training camp? whether it be some type of roster move or make sure the radar is out for some other roster move or give give me a sense as to where you feel. State of the Giants right now and, and what they might do to tweak this team, if anything, when they get back to training camp. And that first practice, once again, will be July 27th. 201-939-4513. He's Jeff Eagles. I'm Paul Dottino. We go to our first phone call of the day. And, of course, it's got to be Charlie from Maine. How are you, Charlie? Hello, Charlie. Charlie, hey, did we, there you are. I thought you were sleeping hey, there, Charlie. Yeah, I had to get my cat. <laughs> you guys are quick. You oh. got that quick. We, Char- thought, Char- we, Charlie. we thought you had to lift up the rock. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to really try to make this a speed caller show today. Yeah, so go, go at it. Go at it. So. All right. How, hey, were they playing bocce today? No, nope, nope, nope. In fact, I, I, I heard a rumor that Fagels was very upset there was no putting green outside on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where I spend all my time. Yeah. Hey, I got, I, I got a great lawn for Bocce, so if you guys ever come up, you know, it could be the Paisans against the hairless guys. Okay. <laughs> very cool, Charlie, very cool. What do you got for us today? I thought you played that on, oh, on uh, shells. Don't you play Bocce ball on no, shells? No, you can play it on grass. Okay. I think it no, comes from shells. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, we used to play on uh, dirt roads. Well, that's you know, what it's, yeah, roads, it becomes that, dirt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Fun. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. I was just saying, is my son Miller, is he still on the team? Because I look at the uh, roster and he's not on it. Then the next day I look at it, he's on it. And, right. you know, so Hold I, on, Charlie. I got, I got the most recent one. I could tell you this before I answer your question for anybody yeah. out there. And I think this is very important because the other day here at the uh, minicamp, the Giants had three guys who were trying out as a wide receiver. And I think it's important to understand that unless you are on the officially printed roster and unless there is a transaction and a signed contract, you are not on the team. So these three guys who came for a tryout the other day were simply here for tryouts. And I know that there were a couple of reporters on Twitter immediately put these names up out there saying, oh, the Giants added these receivers. That couldn't be farther from the truth. And the reason that I knew that they were not added to the team is because the Giants have not had an official transaction since May 27th. Okay? That's official. That's the last transaction that they've made. 
which meant that the new fellas who were out there were not signed to the team. They were only tryouts, but there was erroneous reporting saying that these guys were added to the team. Um, I was handed an official roster. They were not on the official roster. So once again, if you just look at the evidence, you know yep. not to make a false report. But there are people who decided to report otherwise. Yeah. Andre Miller is still on the roster. He is still listed yeah. as uh, a tight end at 6'3", 224 pounds out of Maine. Right. He is on the current roster that I have in my hands right now. Good, good. So uh, hopefully he'll be uh, coming to camp. And hey, do the rookies go earlier than uh, the 26th? Yeah, the rookies actually are, are eligible to report a little bit sooner. I have understood that in previous years, different coaches have had the option. You don't have to do this, but you have the option of bringing them in like four or five days earlier. They don't always yeah. do that. Some coaches do it. Some coaches don't. If they come in early, what happens is they come in for physicals. They'll do conditioning, and they'll do some walkthrough stuff and some meeting stuff. They will not actually have any practices with those rookies for two reasons. Number one, they don't have enough guys to no. actually have a real practice right. because the rookie class is too small. And number two, they officially can't have a practice until maximum 15 days before the preseason kickoff. And the Giants will kick off against the Patriots in Foxborough on the August 11th. 11th, which means they right. cannot have a practice until July 27th. Right. Now, also, when they, if they have rookies do come in early, they can bring other guys in, too? You know, like, well, at you know, any time, you can bring a tryout in to look or for a visit. Right. That you can do. But you can't sign a guy, actually, unless you make right. a roster move. Mm-hmm. Right, right. All right, guys. Have a, have a good weekend. And uh, it's been raining like cats and dogs up here, but hopefully the sun will... Uh, well, we got all that this guys. morning. Yeah, it was nasty oh, here okay, overnight. Be well, Charlie. Thanks for the call. <laughs> okay. See ya. Yep. 201-939-4513. Line two has Tim from Charleston. You're next on the show. Hello. Hey, Jeff and Paul. How Hello. are you doing today? Good, Good to talk to you again. You too. So I just got a couple of things. First, I, I, I have my own little sort of uh, post-off-season analysis and then a comment I'd like to make. So my post-off-season analysis is that I'm cautiously – optimistic and for a couple of for like three reasons one is i feel like we made great strides as you were talking about yesterday paul with fixing this offensive line now obviously everything i'm saying is contingent on health so we're just going to set that aside for the moment but the second thing is i think overall the depth of the roster um has improved significantly obviously there are a lot of question marks as you also said yesterday but I think the depth has improved. And my feeling is, without taking any shots at the previous regime, is that the people we have in charge now are professionals who are just there to get their job done. They're not trying to impress anybody with their, with their witticisms and their intelligence and their toughness. They're there to do, as, as Dable says over and over, to do the best job he can from day to day. I posted a quote that Dable said, um, made yesterday um, on to my, all my team at work, which is everybody can be a leader in their own right, doing what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, on a consistent basis. That's the first step to being a leader. So that's my post-off-season analysis. And then the comment I want to make is, <coughs> excuse me, guys, 
uh, is everybody gets into, oh, you know, and, um, you know the wide receivers, we can only keep six, seven, whatever it is. Who's going to make it? Who's not going to make it? I know there's not a lot more to talk about. But you know what? Like anything else, we can't tell a hill of beans from a pile of sand until training camp opens and these guys get out there and really Correct. start competing. So I just kind of want to get your feeling for my cautious optimism and the points I made and, and your comments on the second part, because I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of beating the dead horse of who is the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth <laughs> guy and which one's going to make the team and why. Cause it's no point. In hey, welcome to our world. Now. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I know. Yeah. yeah be I, glad you I'm don't have to host world, the show. Right? Oh, my goodness. I, I'm with you, man. I can't I'm, wait for five or six more weeks. And then all of a sudden things start happening, right? We can start seven, really – There's seven. some – Seven weeks. Okay. I'm just – I'm old school. I mean, uh, seven weeks. That's like – uh, wow, that's a long time. Look, if it was my way, preseason oh, my would start this weekend, okay? Yeah. But anyway. I mean, and and Paul, uh, Paul, Paul, I'm in your world. I mean, I know you got to talk to everybody, but I listen to it every day. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll take Have a good one. All right, my brother. Yeah, Jeff, you. I'll let you address his three points. Uh, I don't remember all three of them, but I okay. do know this. Uh, you know, it, as far as the offensive line, I think that, you know, all, all, all things point forward to that. I mean, that's going to be – there's going to be competition – Okay, we know three fifths of the offensive line who they are. Four fifths, and basically. there'll be a gelling curve, and there will be. Um, I think the biggest question mark is is probably at left guard. That's it. You know, everything else, I think we know what's going to happen. Um, so we'll see what what goes there. I'll be um, surprised if Lebu doesn't win the job. Though. Right. I'm just saying, if there's if there's a question of anyone, there's right. not a question at center. There's no. not a question at right guard so. and left tackle, right tackle. We know who those guys are. Mm -hmm. Now, a year from now, a year ago, <laughs> we had a lot of questions. I mean, a lot of questions. No, Nate Solder, how's he? His healthy. What, what is the Matt Parrott going to be? Okay, what about Hernandez? Is he going to have a bounce back year? Uh, is Nick Gates? What's going to happen with him? He's, you know, so it's wow. This was a lot going. Oh, and Andre Thomas, Andrew Thomas. Excuse me. Look at him. He had didn't have the greatest year his rookie year. So this time last year, we had a lot more questions. So to answer no your question, that's a good thing to feel good about. Okay, that's one. That's one. Um, what was the other one? Number two, I think he was talking about the secondary. Did he? Pearson was second. Was number two the secondary? Yeah. And then the third one was the uh, what? The, 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 the time, uh, front the, office. The front office part of it. Well, let me get to the front office. I, I, you know, there's always. Listen, what happened at the end of la at the season last year? You could tell that there was things kind of going on behind the scenes here and there. What, whatever it was, there, there was a, there was a need for change. And, and obviously it happened, and now you can only look forward, and you can learn from the, from the past. I think this organization has done that. And I think that what's, what I'm seeing from my perspective is that Joe Shane and his, his staff, I'll call it, his people, have really come in and, and kind of just taken over and done what they want to do in the, in the way that they want to do it. For instance, the scouting department. Okay, We all knew that this is what happens – you go through the season, the off season, and then there's the draft, and then you know, then all, not only the Giants everywhere, they, there's changes always made. Well, they digitally went to all the, the the board. They did a lot of changes stuff. They kind of updated things that are going on. That is only going to get better as this team gets better and the organization moves forward. And for fans, you've got to love that. Now the secondary, again, we're that's a that's a little bit of a question mark because of what happened with Bradbury. Adoree mm -hmm. Jackson has got to show that he can he can be that number one guy. But I feel like there's a lot of young guys that are compete this year. 
I don't think, I mean, we can pencil in some starters right now, but that doesn't mean that they're there because I think the competition is going to be fierce, really, really fierce at, the, at, that, at that level. That's good, though. That's what you want. And by the way, I'm not going to stop there as far as competition. It's competition throughout this roster. Think about the, we talked about, Lance and I talked about who's going to make the, you know, the wide receiver. That room is crowded. The depth chart, the secondary at linebacker and at wide receiver is going to be extremely intriguing. Right. Yeah. Very right. much so. All and, three spots. And again, you know, uh, tight end will be kind of interesting a little bit. You know, how many they carry. Not as far as who's going to make the team, but yeah. how many they carry. Is it going to be three? Yeah. I think or it, two? I, I think it'll be three. I think, I think so too. I think it'll be three. And then uh, we have to also look at special teams because that's always what happens at the back end of the roster with those, those the linebackers, the cornerbacks, and the receivers. Those are your special teams guys. Mm -hmm. You know, they're on the big four. And so that's what's going to be important for any of those guys that are on that back end of the roster to make it is they're going to have to be standouts on special teams, especially the linebackers. Because you got to have it, you got to, you know. And by the way, you know that Wink's, his defense is going to, they need a lot of linebackers. They need a lot of guys that can mm -hmm. rush the passer mm -hmm. and can make tackles. Real quick, let me get these spots out of the way because I really want to race through calls in the second half of the show. Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2022 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seat starting at just $100. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. You can also get a premier hospitality experience watching Giants games and world-class concerts this coming uh, year as a giant suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available. Or to place a deposit for individual games, call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. Paul Dottino and Jeff Fiegel's with you. 201-939-4513. We go right back to the phone calls. Please give us a call. Len from Maryland, you're next on the program. Hello. Hey, hey guys. How you doing? Good. Great. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, a quick question, Paul, about training camp. Have you heard any rumors, uh, Jeff also, or anything definitive about whether training camp would be open to the public this year? They are hoping so. There's optimism. There's a lot of belief that it will be, but nothing has been finalized. Okay. You know, the NFL has still not come out with its official mandates, and each, each team, right. of course— even after the NFL uh, issues their their decision as to how they want the league uh, rules to be, each team can then, if they want to, insert their own rules and say, you know what, the league is 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 excusing these protocols, but we have a couple that we're going to put in place anyway. And yeah. and so, once those things officially come out, uh, right. the Giants will then have an announcement and they will let people know whether or not you'll be allowed and which days you'll be allowed, et cetera, right, et cetera. Right. Uh, but yeah. there is much optimism. I think so. That Good. training camp will yeah. return to what it was in 2019. Yeah. I also believe Good. that, uh, you know, Joe Shane is going to, is a, and also Brian Dable is a big believer in the fan base. And I think that they're going to Very do, much so. They want, they want this to be good for the fans. So I, I have a feeling that's going to be very receptive to the idea that there's going to be people out there. Walking. I will say this, Len. And, and I mean this wholeheartedly. This is a administration between Dayball and Shane because they've come from Buffalo 
where it is a very community-oriented sure. fan base. Yeah, on the hundred percent. It's right. it's. I mean, if you've ever yeah. been to Buffalo for a game, you'll understand. Yeah. It it yeah. is the the stadium's right in the middle of a very small street in like the backyards of other <laughs> of other of homes. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable yeah. in Orchard Park yeah. there. Um, they very much believe in a positive reaction from the fans that can melt into the fabric of the organization that will help boost the organization. I've often said there are too many times in recent years where I've watched a hockey game or a basketball game or a baseball game, any kind of sporting event, and wondered why the fans don't take it upon themselves to try to spark their team with enthusiasm, with chance of defense or whatever it is, to right, try right. to lift their team up instead of waiting right. for their team to do something to spark the fans. Well, the wave. They it's, try to do the wave. It's a, it's a chicken and an egg <laughs> thing. Years ago, Len, you're an old-time fan. Years ago, the fans would try to gain momentum for the team. They would try to get right. that snowball rolling. In recent yeah. years, I think in most professional venues – they wait for the team to do something good. Well, they've been waiting a long time. And then they start to cheer. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a long time man, for that. Man, you've been going to games for decades. Do you, do you agree with me or no? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think absolutely. that these guys, Shane and Dable, they would like to see the Giants fan base help ignite the performance on the field. Yeah, just, you, know, you, know, you know, Paul and, and Jeff, and I know you, you guys look at the stands when the game's going on. And, of course, I've been going for a lot of years, as you guys know. Um it's it's a different crowd now it's just i mean it's a different crowd watching the giants at home it's um i mean it's not like it's not even like giant stadium and heck that's only 10 years ago um it's it's really a whole different atmosphere uh you know in that stadium but that that's that topic is for another day if if uh, you know i'm i'm hoping training camp is open uh, it's as you know, I'm a big fan of training camp it, in terms of attendance. Uh, it's really a great show. Anybody listening, if if you can get an opportunity to just just attend one, um, you 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 will never forget it. it. It's it's really a great experience. And as long as they don't put Jeff out in the sun to sign autographs, woo, man, I've been out there before. <laughs> I know you hot. have. I, I know oh. you have. You and I have chatted over uh, <laughs> <laughs> over that. Oh my your goodness! Table. Right. Um, Len, just know, remember, Len, just remember, if you go to camp this year, you're not going to recognize this team with all the different formations and the plays they're running, and that may be well, that may be the most. Um, ambitious advertisement I can give you for coming yeah. to camp this year is that you are not going to recognize this team. Anybody? Well, it's, um, I'll be there. You know, it's quite a trip. So, but I'll be there at least once. If if Good. if uh, you know they open it to fans, I'll be there at least once. And and Paulie, I'll let you know when I'm coming. You got it. Um, I um, I'd really like to address the question that you asked about what my expectations are here as we go through the next seven weeks. And All right, let's what, hear it. What do I, what here do we I go. Hope will happen? Let me let me let me start with um, and, and maybe this is my bias and uh, maybe this is my fandom coming out. Uh, I, I'm just never able to predict anything less than eight wins. So I'm going to start with that and hope for more. I, I just I just can't ever at the beginning of a season, uh, you know, I, I, I just it just seems like it's got to be eight wins. So I'm going with at least eight. That's that's my expectation. And, you know, I'm hoping that these guys can get ready to win it. At least eight. At least eight. Um, 
last year at this time, you know, there were a couple of things we were saying to each other on the phone and you guys and talking to each other during the show. Um, you know, the starting right tackle is not on the roster yet. I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys remember that conversation mm-hmm. from last year. And it applied to a couple other positions, too. And I, I, I think we've, I, I, you know, by and large, I think we've got a pretty solid roster here in terms of not having to reach outside and pick up six guys at the last cut, you know, like we've done in the last two to three years. Right. But there are a couple of positions where I think we, I'm hoping and I'm suggesting that we need to address. Now, look, it's not going to be a pro bowler. We know that. You know, it's just not going to be that kind of player. But I'm a, I'm a big believer in senior leadership. I think that, that gets you to eight games. Um, you know, and those leaders standing up there and telling the guys, hey, be careful in the next seven weeks. I think you need that in every, uh, on every team. And I think that makes, I know you, Jeff, you, you played college ball, and so, so you know it. Uh, nothing like in college having some senior leadership. Mm-hmm. in that locker room sure. um, that, that you can admire. And I think that carries over to the pros, too. So, um, yeah, you, you know, cornerback, uh, I think we're a little thin there. Um, sure. Maybe Robinson can play. Maybe it's not even the starter. But I think we're going to need somebody. I mean, you know, lots of rookie, Darnay Holmes, nice player, but they're really slot guys. You know, we need a third boundary, boundary corner, at least. And I'd like to see us pick up a veteran there. Well, I've been talking uh, about Desmond Trufant for yeah, a month. Yeah, I know you have. They, they I know you have. Kennedy. Yeah, I know you have. But I think we really we got, really got to make a move there. Um, geez, we can't afford an injury. We can't afford anything there. Uh, and I'm confident that Robinson is going to help us out. But I think mm-hmm. I'd like to see some veteran leadership there. The other position that bothers me and I'm really worried about is inside linebacker. I just don't see the depth uh, on the roster as it exists now, and and I have to tell you, and this is nothing personal because he's achieved a great deal. Um, I'm just not a big Ty Crowder fan. I, I just don't think we can win with Ty as our starting middle linebacker, or inside linebacker, I should say, in a three-four defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd like to see us address that position between now and training camp. I was really surprised. I mean, they're not great players, but, but Nasrick McKinney, um, who's the other guy, uh, Ragsdale, who we had last year. Reggie Ragland? Yeah, yeah, Ragland. I'm sorry. Yeah, Reggie Ragland. I'm really surprised that one of those two guys was not invited. Kind of a downhill, uh, you know, meet the guy at the point of attack. Um, I I know Martinez is going to make a big difference that way, but, um, and, and McFadden, it's going to take some time, uh, but I, I'd sure like to see somebody along Len, those. I think we. I think yeah, I think Ward. I think I can give you a little bit of yeah. a of a of a comfort zone here. Number one, I didn't think that McKitty or or um, Ragland would be back. I was a little surprised that Jalen Smith wasn't given a chance to come back. Oh yeah, okay. Good point. Between those three yeah. guys, the yeah. other two, I was not surprised. I would okay. say this. Don't count out Carter Coughlin to potentially snare that job away from Tay Crowder on early downs and start next to Martinez on the inside. Don't count him out. And, and there are an awful lot of people who are really high around here on Micah McFadden and Darian Beavers. And I'm a big Beavers guy coming out of Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, he yeah. was a steal in the sixth round. 
And yeah. if you get a look at this guy in person, you understand why he did so well in college at Cincinnati. Um, yeah. I don't know. Those guys, to me, they're contenders to potentially challenge Crowder yeah. for those early down snaps. Now, yeah. Crowder, okay. to me, is more of a sub-package inside linebacker yeah. than he is yeah. an early down inside linebacker. So I think the Giants will see it that way. And so I'm not sure how these guys will be deployed. But then again, don't be surprised with what week Martindale does. Uh, You may only see Blake Martinez uh, in terms of being a regular in the sub package. They may simply go with extra DBs or extra outside linebackers once they get to those passing situations. So there may not be a lot of snaps for the second inside linebacker out of the standard defense. Yeah. You know, uh, let me just say one last thing, and then you get onto another caller. I like like the depth on the 90-man roster. I mean, there's going to be competition. I think we can find the fourth safety. We don't have to go searching for a fourth safety. I think he's on this roster. Um, I I think that sixth defensive lineman is on this roster. I don't think we need to be – you know, scanning the waiver wires and so forth. Um, I mean, you know, but we're talking about players 40 to 53, but I, I feel comfortable that we're going to be able to find those kinds of players on this roster. Um, I'm, I'm worried about the really big contributors, uh, you know, a first-down guy, a second-down guy, uh, and I'd, I, I'd, I'd really like to see those guys be veterans, um, you know, senior veterans. Um, and, and let me leave you with this, Paulie. Where, where is oh, and, and Jeff? Because I know you were on the team with him. Where, where is R. W. McCorders when you need him? <laughs> well, they found him. <laughs> one of, <laughs> they went out and got him. One, and man, one, did of, he, one of the great, one of the great interceptions in, in Giants history in that game Cowboy. against Dallas down yep. there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Hey guys, have a good day, and uh, you, we'll Len. talk before training camp. But looking forward to it. All right, be well, Len. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. We've got two lines open. Dial us up. Jeff, anything you wanted to add before we go to the calls? No, I, I and we, you know, it's funny because Lance and I talked about this the other day about that, and we were kind of talking about what intrigued me to watch in camp. That middle linebacker was one of my, my uh, positions to watch. I think because you've got, a lot of, you've got a lot of depth there. You've got a lot of newer guys. You've got some young guys, McFadden. Okay, Beaver, those guys are, are going to compete. And then you've got Carter Coughlin. Okay. Jihad Ward is another guy you got to look at. He's got experience in this defense. Yeah, but Ward's an outside guy. But he's I, not an inside guy. Well, I'm just no. I'm just saying collectively the linebacker. Oh group. yeah. So the you room know, is is bursting yeah, at the front and, door. And, and and yeah, I'm not. I mean, Cam I'm not Brown talking is still about there just too. The middle guys. And so is O'Shane Nazimides. You, you know, Ellerson. And Cam Brown. You got Ellerson. You got all. Oh, you got a and lot. Tons of them. Tons of. They linebackers got so many here. linebackers on this team. It's ridiculous. But I I got I got to believe I'm with you about Carter Carter Coughlin and Beavers and those guys. I mean, they're listen. Carter's a holdover. Okay, so he's going to have to prove himself, but he's a good player. He's a good special teams guy. And by the way, the two guys, the young guys that got drafted, those guys are definitely going to make the team. They're going to be on special teams, and they got a chance to to compete. That's what we want to see. That's what I'm looking forward to. I, I, I can't. I'm. I am so excited to watch this team compete because I think that Joe Shane has has put this team together in a sense that, hey guys, you know, show me. We're building. A t- we're building something here. We're not going to the Super Bowl this year. We know that, right? This is not going to happen. This is, this team is too young. It's just not put together yet. Time will tell, but this is where competition comes in. And same thing with the cornerback position. Exactly why I love the preseason. 
I love watching these guys fight yeah. for snaps yeah. and try to earn their way into the rotation. Preseason football for me is just, it's heaven. And, I love it. And one, I know most people don't, but I love it. And one of the things that I like to see is I love to hear these guys talk about their, their competition that's going on. And how, you know, the media will, they'll latch on to somebody. You know that. If they're finding the guy's having a good camp, everybody's going to latch on to that guy and make him the starter immediately. I like to how how those guys respond to that pressure from the media and see how they, they act in their, in their interviews. Because mm-hmm. it's interesting to me because some of these guys are pretty smart and some of them are just, you know, they'll just basically throw up on you. <laughs> you know, so it's a lot. It's funny because they're young. 201-939-4513. We have a phone line open. Let's go to Scott from New Mexico. You're next on BBKL. Hello. Hi, guys. How you doing today? Good, Hi. Scott. How you doing? Uh, Jeff, did you think Cincinnati was going to the Super Bowl last year? Uh, well, they had a quarterback, that, and they also have a wide receiver that's, yeah. No, I did not, by the way. Right. So yeah. it can happen. And in All fact, right. to answer Paul's question. You want to bet me? Uh, <laughs> I might, actually. Uh, I, I personally believe the Giants are going to win their division, and I fi- and I think they're going to finish with either ten or eleven games won, and they're not basing it on idle chatter. All right, well we're going to put that on the board uh, up here. And the reason I'm saying that is they have a plethora of talent on both sides of the ball, which they have not had before. And I'll give you a great example because I was I want to talk about the receiving core and also about special teams. Uh, the Say Galladay, Tony, and Shepard are not ready uh, come opening day, just for argument's sake. If you look at who they have, they have Slayton, Robinson, Richie James is having a great uh, preseason. Uh, they have Barkley, and they have C.J. Board. That's enormous amount of talent on the receiving end for uh, the giant offense, and they now have fixed predominantly the offensive line. If they're going to use Barkley more in the passing phase, that's going to open up a lot of uh, avenues for them. So I think their offense is going to be high-flying. Defensively, Wink Martindale, if you looked at his defenses in Baltimore, uh, they they had their offense, excuse me, their defensive linemen in coverage. Uh, They do all kinds of crazy stuff at Baltimore. And so he's going to just to adopt the same thing because he has the talent now. He didn't have it before, and there wasn't the talent there last year. You didn't have Jahad Ward. You didn't have Thibodeau. So uh, this is the first time I've been this enthusiastic about the Giants and trying to be realist and pragmatic about it. I think they have an excellent chance to do exactly what I'm saying. All right, here's what I'm going to, Scott, I'm going to add one thing to you here, and this is what you're going to have to keep in mind. If your prediction is going to have any possibility of being realistic, Last year, we know the injuries. We understand it. We also know that the quarterback situation went right in the tank after Daniel Jones was hurt. Okay. So it's almost unfair to look at any of the numbers from last year and grade this team on its potential based on 2021 because it was a a horrific availability type of season. But having said that, I think it is fair to say they averaged 15 points a game last season, and that was next to last in the league. Okay? Just based on last year's numbers, if you're going to be in the middle of the pack, which would be 15th or 16th, you're going to have to average between 23 and 24 points a game to get to the midpoint. Right. Now, if you get to the midpoint, it's realistic 
to start talking about being a playoff contender. But you got to get to the midpoint. If you can't get to the midpoint, if you can't get to the median, then the truth of the matter is you're probably not in the playoff conversation. Right. Okay. Is that, I mean, that's it, fair. So right. the Giants got to figure out a way. They got to figure out a way to add, all right, uh, at least a touchdown a game to this offense. And on the, again, I know last year's number was skewed because of the injuries. But right. they've, got, they've got to be able to make up that amount of points if they're going to have any chance to be a 500 team. Well, let me take one category in passing yardage. They had 14 games, 14 out of 17, where they passed for under 200 yards. I know. That's not going to happen it, this it, year. I, I, I absolutely – I think even if Tyrod Taylor plays, they'll do better than that. Yeah, they're going to have a much better uh, sequence as far as that goes. Where I think there's a, a minor weakness and something, Jeff, I wanted to talk to you about, is their net average in punt returns was 39 yards, which put them at the bottom of the barrel. And I think, uh, I don't know very well or too much about the kicker they have now, <clears throat> but that being said, they have to improve that statistic because the one thing that I think can flip a field is punting. It can flip the field and help defenses immensely. And so I'm wondering, was it a question of speed that they didn't have, the way they punted the ball? But 39.4 isn't going to cut it. Uh, and I'm wondering what they need to do to improve that statistic. Do they have to have better or faster personnel for coverage, which I think they do have now. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how they're going to solve that riddle. And uh, I appreciate uh, taking the time, guys. I know you have some more calls, so I'll, Thank you, Scott. I'll, I'll take your answers off sure. here. Thanks, Thanks Scott. Be well. Well, the punting thing, it came down to, you know, Riley Dixon was just very inconsistent last year, especially with his plus 50 kicking. Joe Judge put him on the field to play the field position game, and he could not execute it. There so many times that ball went into the end zone. Um, and then also, you know, there were some, some bad kicks in there where they got some big returns and, you know, Riley Dixon is one of the strongest legs in the league, you know, so you can flip a field with a guy like that, but he just was very inconsistent, very inconsistent. And the problem you get into with directional kicking, which every team does these now these days is that when you're calling for a right kick and the ball doesn't go right, your whole, your whole cover team is going right. And that ball hooks into the middle of the field. There's not a lot you can do about it. Now, you know, Jeff, the the Giants gave up an average of 8.5 yards per return last year, which was actually 14th best in the league. Mm -hmm. So they were right in the middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. To me, that wasn't as much of a problem as it was their punt return game, which was horrific. They only averaged 7.6 yards per return, which was 23rd in the league. That's in the bottom third. To me, it was the return game that bothered me more so than the actual punting game itself because I think you and I would both agree the coverage units were really good. I mean, again, 14th in punt return coverage, first in the league in kickoff return coverage, only Mm 17.8, which is outstanding. Yeah, yeah. No, you make a good point. I mean, obviously that they mold together, right? If you have a, you know, and and you want to average at least a, a first down on punt return. That's the goal. Okay, so if you you got the numbers up there for punt return, right. what was tops in the league? Sixteen, best in the league uh, offensively. Let's see, that was Baltimore was almost fourteen yards per punt return. Yeah, offensively. Okay. Yeah, all right. So um, New Orleans was at ten, which ranked eighth. 
There so you there go. were eight teams that had 10 yards or more on punt returns. Yeah, so that's my point. You want to get in the top 10, which will give you, you know, you want to get a first down out of a punt return. That's your, that's the, give the ball back to the offense and make a first down on a return. That's what you want to do. When you're only getting seven yards, okay, you know, over time. And your offense is already stunted. <laughs> Listen, that, that statistic that, that Scott had mentioned about the less than 200 yards passing in a league today can't be that is almost you it's unheard of that you can do that and so on the other if if listen if you had never watched a down of football for the giants in the 2021 season and i told you that statistic what would you say to two things that i would say to you if you told me that i would be like well what were their average in running because man it must have been really good <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Army West Point, right? Yeah, right. So, okay, because they're only averaging less than 200 yards passing, where well, they better be rushing for 300 more again. Right, exactly. Um, and the second one would be like, if that's not the truth, then we've got a problem at what? Well, protection, quarterback, injuries, you name it. Particularly the the receivers. We, I mean, they were not on the field ever at the same time. Everybody was out one game, this game, three Truly games, four games. And your number one prize free agent the year before <laughs> he has zero touchdowns the year before he had 19 right i think it was no no we never had that no many. no excuse me I mean, he is number 19 <laughs> correct what correct. was his numbers the year before he must um, he probably had seven or eight no oh, he was double digits did he yeah let me look yeah I'm, i'll look it up right now yeah I, I mean he has gone to a pro bowl before let's see the year before he had two with detroit well, it was me, in 2019 when he made the Pro Bowl. He had 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. 11. Touches. Okay, there you okay. go. Okay. But my point, still, zero. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. Here's what I expect no, no, from, no, before no, you go no, anywhere else. No, Kenny, I, I want to finish. All right, go, go, finish. Because this goes with what Scott was saying yes. about the offense and how this, 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 this or it goes along with what you were saying about scoring. You watched the, did you watch the red zone yesterday at practice? Mm -hmm. Did you see how many touchdowns were being scored in that thing? Mm -hmm. Did you see the personnel that was being mm -hmm. deployed? Which we can't talk about. But my point is, is that there is going to be a huge difference oh, down there. Oh, yes, there will. <laughs> oh, yes, and, there and will. all I have to do is say two things. Brian Dable, Mike Kafka. Yes. Period. I won't even mention the personnel. You don't? Well, I, we I, can't. I, I, I will tell you that those two guys together are putting some serious thought into how we need to score some points more than they did last. I mean, and by the way, when you start talking about a touchdown more a game, it doesn't seem that much, but it is. It is. It is. And the, the stark reality of it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. I think that, and I know we usually do this at some point when camp opens, I wouldn't be shocked if Galladay had 65 catches for 1,000 yards and had like six touchdown grabs. I don't think his touchdown grab number necessarily has to be double digits because I think they're going to spread the ball around a lot. They he are. may only he may only catch six touchdown passes, but I bet you he has a thousand yards. He's going to make a lot of big plays this year. I'm going to say he, my over under if I had to do it would be eight. I'm going to do eight with him. Okay, and that's all. And that's going to I, I believe that this offense is going to be heavily leaning towards personnel matchups. Mm -hmm. He's a tall dude. So I think that he'll get matched up on somehow with motions and how they do this offense. They're going to create a mismatch, which I think will, will give me two more touchdowns in the red zone than you're saying. I could see that. And I do think because of the various formations and the speed 
that the Giants plan on putting on the field. And oh. especially when Barkley is going okay. out on pass routes. Okay, that's you to throw my thunder. You're going to have DBs who are going to have more to worry about. Mm-hmm. And that's going to leave Galladay singled up a lot more than he has been in the past. And he he can. He's a specialist at winning those 50-50 balls and fighting for a ball. And, and I can't tell you how excited I am about what the potential is with this new scheme. The other thing, watch the tight end position. No doubt. They are going to score some touchdowns. They will. And here's the other thing. Um, hint, hint, Travis Kelsey, folks. <laughs> I'm not going any further than that. Uh, the other one is, is that I look at Saquon, okay, and obviously we've seen if you what's been reported or what's been seen by us uh you know he's going to be involved in the offense obviously you can't let a guy like that not be part of the offense correct the other thing i wanted to mention what do who and maybe just give me the give me the position that you think is going to have the most touchdowns is it going to be the wide receivers the tight ends the running backs who do you think is going to lead the position group that leads in the most t- touchdown catches mm-hmm. or overall touchdowns? Overall touchdowns. Not because I, I think I think it's going to be the wide receiver position for the for the for the lead, right? Right. I would think so. The running backs will have the most touchdowns this year. Collectively. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they will. I agree with that. Now so in, Don't leave Matt Breida oh, out of that equation. <laughs> I'm just telling you folks. So is Tony or Robinson lined up in the backfield as a running back count as a running back touchdown. <laughs> if they're lined up there, they do. Okay, that then that's then that would I would tend to believe. We, we can't talk about those things, Jeff. What are you talking about? It's football. <laughs> Two hundred one. What, we, well, what kind of a show are we doing? That's, it's a football show. That's, that's player deployment. Two hundred one. Two hundred one. Nine three nine. Four five one three. It's our phone number on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Uh, Doug in Clint's Falls. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the building. You're ne- you're next on BBKL. Hello, hello, Doug. Hello, how Doug. Are you? Very good. How are you? Sorry, we're chuckling. We're, we're speculating. I want to make it clear. God Jeff was speculating. Could... He was not telling you anything. He was speculating. I'm totally speculating. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he likes to speculate a lot. <laughs> Go That's ahead. What do here. Anyways. It was interesting you were talking, talking about the potential of Galladay because he hasn't really practiced at all yet, right, this year, even? Well, he's out there and doing hurt. drills, but he's not been in the 11-on-11s. 11 and I, I'm, I'm yeah. free to tell you that. That's by design. So you think he'll really be, be healthy healthy for camp? And, well, I hope so. I think, like I said, early part of the season? I think that's by design. I think they're just they're wanting these guys to get healthy because you're, you're, not, you're, not compete- you're not winning games now. And so let's get all these guys healthy when they come back in seven weeks from now and let's get them through training camp and let's get them to that first game so that we have a, you know, the, the worst thing you want to have happen is you got all these plays drawn up, this new system with your personnel and you don't have the whole thing there for you on opening day. That's, that's what you're right. going for. Doug, I'm going to make it simple for you. From watching him do the drills at the speed he does the drills with and with the fluidity right. that he moves with, I would say without being official and I don't I don't have the authority to say this, I would I would be very confident if they had a game Sunday he would play. Let me make that oh, very okay. clear to you. All take right. take that speculation. 
<laughs> Very nice, Jeff. I don't know if that's is, more speculation than what I just said, but it's okay. just, it all goes together, I guess. I suppose it does. <laughs> and what do you think about this? I, I forget his name, but the wide receiver they picked up, the veteran wide receiver from the 49ers. Richie James. Good or not? Richie James. Uh, yeah, James. Just, yeah. just yesterday, Coach Dable praised him. Speed. Uh, Got a lot speed, of speed. smarts, really good hands, and has been able to effectively – uh, run all four wide receiver positions. And by the way, he can play specials. Yep. Yep. I would bet what, on him. Punt return and do some of that? Kick off and punt return? He or, can. Yeah. Or he, be a gunner? Everything. Everything. Everything? All the above. Wow. Yeah. Which is important. I, I, I think based on the questionable availability of Sterling Shepard, it would not surprise me. I mentioned this on yesterday's show. He's one of those smallest receivers, but with his versatility – it would not shock me if he might start the season on the roster as as one of the fifth or sixth receivers. Would not surprise me. Remember this: this the 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 league today, the passing offenses. This isn't the old days of of you know Owens and these guys that are all skyscraper receivers. You don't need them anymore, Paul. You might need one, but this you is, have to have one in the room. You you have to have a guy, in the, but you have a tight end that can also split for that too. You know what I'm saying to get mm-hmm. you some some height. But I think the, the, the can, day of the short receiver, years ago, people would be like, the guy's too short to play that position. Go down, the, go down every team and find a roster that doesn't have a, a, a wide receiver less than six foot. Because the league has stressed more speed, and those guys right. usually have quicks. Yeah, and they just get the ball in their hands and let them mm-hmm. make some plays. And that's there, kind of what it is. There's more of a tendency now to gravitate to those guys. So you can't look at a wide receiver just because he's under six foot as a guy that may not make the team because he's short. That's that's not the case here, and especially with these offenses that this that these two teams have come from. Mm-hmm. Go look at their old rosters. Look at where those. I, short I guys will always were. demand there be one skyscraper well, in the can, room. I, there but, will be, but but you're absolutely right, Jeff. There is a trend it seems to go to the smaller receiver. Yeah. Yep. Is that all, Doug? No. Go ahead. What <laughs> else you got? I, I, no. It's no. the, the injuries that the Thibodeau has serious, or is it true that's just. Just, just taking their time to be safe. I will take the same tact on Thibodeau. I have watched him at practice, and he continues to do all the drills. In fact, even does the walkthroughs on the pass rush drills. I would venture to say Listen, if they played Sunday, I, Thibodeau I, would play. And again, it's exactly what I said. Let's get him to opening day, please, healthy. That's what they want to do. You're not, you're not winning games in June, and I think it's more important for a guy like that to, to make sure he's taking mental reps out there, but he's also in the classroom learning Wink mm-hmm. Martindale's defense. That's the most important thing right now. But let's get him to training camp. We all believe he should, you know, he'll be healthy. We Doug, so. Doug, do, do yourself a favor. Don't let the written word panic you on these guys. Yeah. This is not the time to do that. Okay. Be well. All right. Thank you. Thank you. 201 939 4513. We'll try to squeak in two more calls if we can. Randy from Jacksonville, Florida. Giants play the Jaguars this year. You're next on the show. Hello, my friends. How are you? Good. I got two points. You know, one point is how incompetent David Gettleman was. Dave Gettleman was. But here's I want to prove the point. Do you know how many linebackers he drafted in his years? I did my research here. You know how many linebackers he drafted? Well, I'll tell you. Eight. He had drafted eight linebackers. And you know how, you know how, many, how many of them were any good? How about zero? Maybe Aziz is, has potential. But this is to, to draft eight linebackers. Now, granted, hello? 
We're here. By, 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 by the way, I, I, I would only add to you, and I guess it's nitpicking here, but Devon Kennard was a pretty good linebacker, albeit he went to another team that had a different scheme that fit him better. But Devon Kennard was a very productive NFL player for half a dozen years. So I'm I think sure I think that was Edelman. I think that was Jerry. I'd have to go back. Let it me was. take a look. It was, was it Jerry? Jerry? I think yeah. that was Jerry because I didn't see his name. So, so, so then you got me. I, I, you know what? In my moment of senility in my old age, you got me. <laughs> all right. But that's not important. The important point is, all, you know, come on, Dave. Give us one linebacker. Give us an inside linebacker. We got Martinez. We got no other inside linebackers worth a damn, and we all know that. Eight, eight freaking linebackers, and you can't find one. Forget about a pass rusher. All right, pass rushers are hard to find. We know that. But you can't get me an inside linebacker drifting eight freaking linebackers. You can't get me one. Well, you hope you, we hope you got one this year, right? Yeah, well, this year, but I'm saying, all right, let's talk, let's talk about Gettleman. A, he accumulated lousy talent. B, he overpaid them to the point where we're up against the salary cap. I mean, this guy, this guy wrecked our team. I, I want an apology from this guy, really. I want an apology from this guy for wrecking our team. Well, next, next time you see him, maybe you can ask. 201-939-4513. Thanks for calling the show. Got a couple minutes left. If somebody else wants to get in, we'll be glad to uh, to address your comments or questions. Um, this is it. We've got about seven weeks of what I consider the black hole of the NFL schedule. I go into deep depression around this time, Jeff, because it is very, very painful for me to wait until the opening of training camp. This is why he needs golf, Jeff. This is there's something wrong. I want with nothing that. to do with that little white ball. Okay, well, you know the what? only maybe, little white ball that deserves to be anywhere is ping pong. Maybe you should. If okay, it, if it if it cures your depression, that ping you're pong go is better than golf any day of the week. Oh please, not even close. Okay. Anyway, uh, so just to remind you folks, from what our understanding is, the first practice will be July 27th. Players need to report for conditioning and uh, and uh, check in on the 26th. And But uh, you know what, though? That's where we're, we're at. We're not going away. We're still here. No, we will continue to be here. We do have some off days coming up. And uh, what are we going to be doing? Let's go. Get a tease. We've got Big Blue Kickoff Live all throughout the summer. Again, we'll let you know about the off the uh, closed days because the office is going to be closed on a bunch of days, including the week of July 4th. So there will be no shows on those days, but we will give you advance warning. Uh, of course, once we get to another couple of weeks, we're going to start doing our summer previews of the Giants' opponents on the 2022 schedule. Uh, Jeff, I know uh, you always look forward to doing that. I do. I, I love talking Especially to Especially Seattle. Yeah, we get uh, Sweeney, Murdy. Softy. Softy. If he could uh, not say, say Sweeney. That you was said Sweeney. Thing. I don't yeah. know why you said that. No, but he's, he's Sweeney. Murdy's here, right? This, yes, he is. Yeah. He's the Yankees guy. A softy guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. we didn't have him last Sof- year. Softy Mailer. We, we, something happened last year. We couldn't get him last year, but he's, he'll be back. I'm sure he'll be back. No, it is. It's good. And you can, uh, you know, it's a little warm up for us, you know, doing the games and stuff. We get a little preview of the opponents and stuff. Because remember, every team has new personnel. We got to start to get to know things. And we also like to talk to the guys that are around those teams. They can give us a little bit of. Uh, insight on what's happening and what has happened in their offseason, the draft, and coming up to the 2022 season. Of course, we'll start with the opponents from start to finish, and that's always a good time, uh, especially the division games. We got a lot of changeover and at the division too. Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Let me just see here if I've got that for you. Yeah, here it is, Jeff. I'm glad you you reminded me of this. We will actually start with our for, we'll start with our summer previews on Thursday, June 23rd when we will open up with the Tennessee Titans summer preview. They are the first team on the Giants' regular season schedule. Tough one. But uh, until until that day, uh, we have more Big Blue Kickoff Lives mm-hmm. coming your way. 
Uh, we will have plenty of open phones, plenty of chances for those of you who have been shy to give us a call and talk about what's going on with this team as uh, they approach the new season. Uh, and then again, on Thursday, June 23rd, we will start doing our summer previews. Usually, and again, we give you a chance to call in on those shows too. We'll usually take the first 20 minutes or so of, yeah. of, of a program, and we'll go, for those of you who don't know about our program, we'll go one team a day as we go through summer camp previews of the Giants' upcoming opponents. So we'll start with Tennessee on the 23rd. Friday the 24th, we'll have Carolina, and then we'll continue to go through it, and we'll count it all the way down with all 14 of the Giants' opponents until we finally get now to the week or so until training camp starts. And then we'll have open phones again as you guys prepare for the season. And as we navigate towards that opening, the 27th of July, mm -hmm. that right about the week before that, that's when the true Dottino will come out and you will be back again and you will be so excited. You can Then you will be not able to sleep. So make sure that between now and then you get enough sleep because I know on the 27th it's over. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is yeah yeah that first that that week of training camp opening uh the oregano starts to you know, fly one thing before we go so i then len brought this up about yes the fans, and then we gotta go about the fans i do remember and i just hope that it can get back to that i know that we're that the team would probably i don't know if it would ever go back to albany but it was so much fun up there the fan interactions that they had with the players when i was up there coming out of practice and going coming in from practice all the fans lining up on the fence remember that fall mm -hmm. just just the greatest time signing autographs for people and getting to know people like i remember i was up there for seven straight years yep and i remember seeing the same people over and over and, and began some relationships with these people as far as like getting to know them for seven years they were there some people take their vacation someone like you i would imagine would take their vacation for two weeks to go to albany and watch the giants what is a vacation <laughs> We're going to end the show. Yes, you need a vacation. Jot down the number, folks. 201-939-4513. Uh, for Big Blue Kickoff Live, you'll be able to talk to Jeff and Lance Meadow uh, during tomorrow's show. You can always... Yes, tomorrow's show, tomorrow's show... Uh, back to normal. Well, what do you... What do you? I believe you guys are going... Are you going back to 1130, Pearson? I thought you were going back to 1130. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay, 11.30 tomorrow. That, that was the idea this week. Yeah. I know we're running a little long here, but folks, we were going to do all week at 11.30 because of minicamp. Then the minicamp times changed on Wednesday and Thursday and forced us to go to 1 o'clock. We're going to try to go back to tomorrow. In fact, we will. Tomorrow, 11.30, Jeff Eagles, Jeff and uh, Lance, Lance Meadow. That's what we had, by the way. You guys, that was on the original schedule. Yeah. So you'll go back to 11.30 tomorrow. Then beginning next Monday, we go back to our 12 o'clock noon live Eastern time. That's our usual schedule for BBKL. We will go back to 12 o'clock on Monday, but we are 1130 tomorrow, Friday only, as we kick off the uh, Giants summer vacation. Once again, 201-939-4513 or on Twitter, it's hashtag Giants chat. Go Rangers! For Jeff Fiegels, <laughs> I'm Paul Dottino. Take care, everybody. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, 
Be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.